The Holy Gospel according to John, the first chapter. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him then, what then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said, now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, why then are you baptizing if you were neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Word of God, word of life. John the Baptist is pretty clear here about his status. He says, I am not the Messiah. So the priests and Levites press on. What then? Are you Elijah? No, I am not. Are you the prophet? No. He's very clear that he's not the Messiah, but he's also clear that he definitely does have a role to play. I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. He says, make straight the way of the Lord. He's the herald the spokesperson, the one with the big arrow pointing away from himself and towards something much, much greater. St. John the Baptist is the first one that we see putting a face to the prophecies of another time, proclaiming the good news of the incarnation of God, of God's breaking in on our own world in his own time and in our time and place of a God who puts on flesh. John points his finger to Jesus and says, look here, people, look here. Don't pay any attention to me. Pay attention to the one who is coming after me, the true Messiah. And we're all called to do the same thing, to proclaim the good news without taking the limelight remembering constantly that it's all about Jesus and it's not about us so much. But we have a role to play. John is the very first person who directly and personally points to Jesus as the Christ. But when you think about it, he's not the last. There have been so many people over the last 2,000 years and more so many people who made sure the spotlight was focused on the one who is the most interesting. I'm thinking specifically about the men and women we know throughout history whose names are recorded, but also all those we've known personally. 
those names recorded in our hearts, the ones who didn't make it into the history books, people who have helped us to see and recognize Jesus as the Messiah, the light of God made flesh. They've gently taken us aside and they've shared their stories with us, stories of faith, stories about how they have experienced the transforming love and power of God and Jesus in times of despair or crisis. They didn't stand on a street corner yelling about Jesus. More likely, they poured us a cup of coffee. They took us aside in a hallway and shared a story from their own lives, something that put our focus on Jesus, the one who has the power to save us from death. And it's filled us with fresh hope. John the Baptist was clear he was just a man, not a Messiah. He wasn't the one they were hoping for or looking for, but he had seen the light and he could point the way. I was talking to Julie this week and she asked about somebody who comes to church but doesn't want to join. And I said, well, the reason they didn't join us because they hadn't reconciled yet all the doctrine and the beliefs and felt like, well, I shouldn't join something that I can't say a hundred percent agree with or believe in. And Julie said, oh, tell them to talk to me. I used to struggle with the same thing. And then a woman in my Sunday school class took me aside and said something to me that completely changed the way I think. Little testimonies pointing to Christ. I'll bet you've had moments like that in your life, or you probably wouldn't be here this morning. Or maybe you're here because you're hoping someone who has seen Jesus can point him out for you. It can happen with what we say. It can happen with what we do. It's most powerful when we aren't even aware that we're doing it. My sister-in-law, Hamani, was raised Hindu. Her parents immigrated from India before she was born. Brilliant family, brilliant people. She grew up, I think, in New Jersey. She was the only brown-skinned girl in her class, she tells me. There were people who claimed to be Christians who told her that she was going to hell because she wasn't like them. There were people who claimed to be Christians who wouldn't let her play with them and didn't invite her to their birthday parties and who told her she was dirty because of her darker complexion. It made her deeply suspicious of Christians. They actually act actively avoided anything to do with them because every experience she had ever had or could recall of her time with Christ followers had left her wounded, hurt, feeling rejected, less than. Amani married my stepbrother, Daniel. Daniel is Jewish. Daniel asked me to perform their wedding along with a Hindu priest and a rabbi. It sounds like the beginning of a joke, right? The one, yeah. So anyway, I was supposed to have a role in this and Daniel specifically wanted me to handle the part with the vows and, uh, and to do the preaching during their ceremony. And it was one of the greatest compliments I've ever had in my life. And it was because Daniel knows me and he trusted me to do a good job for them and to honor who they were. But Hamani struggled with it. 
she didn't know me from Adam yet. She'd never met me. And here her husband's got this Christian minister who's going to preside at her wedding. And all of her anxiety from the past and all the hurt came welling up. And she tried. She is a very good manager. She can be very strong-willed. And she just about found a way to maneuver me out of the ceremony. But on the day of the wedding, I stood up and I preached about covenant and rainbows. And I read, read from Jewish texts. And it was a step, a tiny step toward trust. Amani and I are now very close. I love her dearly. She is an amazing, beautiful, accomplished, compassionate woman. She has visited our church quite a few times over the years on Thanksgiving holidays when my family have descended here for a shared time of community. She sat right there in the second pew. She pays attention to what we say and to what we do. And slowly, bit by bit, she has begun to see Christ differently. She isn't changing her faith, which is just fine with me. But now she sees a Christian God of love, a God who holds breakfast for a lot of different kinds of people, all sorts of people, and doesn't ask questions or charge anything. A God whose people take up collections to help the poor. She said, wow, I didn't know any Christians who did that. A God who walked to raise money, to prevent suicide, to bring a message of hope. A God whose people embraced her and welcomed her with an outpouring of warmth. And in whose worship services she hears that she is loved just as you are loved. She told me a year or so ago that we had changed how she thinks about Christians. Well done, people of LCR. The thing is, when we do these things, we aren't thinking about ourselves, are we? We're just doing them because, well, it's what Jesus would do, and because by some great miracle, God has put that compassion an ability to give and forgive into our hearts. Just as John said it wasn't about him, it isn't about us either. But that doesn't mean that we don't play a really important part. There are lots of ways to be a voice crying in the wilderness. Sometimes it's the little gestures done with a whisper that are the most powerful of all. So keep on keeping on, sharing your stories, loving the stranger, offering acceptance, bringing comfort. You are a voice crying out in the wilderness of this world. You are that voice, and by the power and grace of God, you are making a way straight for the coming of the Lord. So don't ever ever, ever underestimate, underestimate the good that God, that God is doing, doing 